What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, April 13th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 302. Uh, how is everybody? I hope everybody had a nice time in between shows. Um, and uh, I got a great show again, and just did the Patreon, which everybody went wild about. I know I went a little crazy on that one. Uh, I will fill in, I fill in everybody else, <laughs> uh, in a second, but, um, I got a great show, 302 for you guys, gonna talk about, um, some sports stuff, I got my unacceptable, your unacceptable, uh, saw a kid's movie, um, tell you guys a couple of, uh, quick things about Charlie Murphy, rest in peace to Charlie Murphy, um, and uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be for this 302 installment of TVE. Uh, whether you're in your car, you're working out, you're home, you're just hanging out, relaxing on this beautiful day, especially in the East Coast. I think it's up in the 70s or the high will be in the 70s. Um, yesterday in New York, Wednesday, what was it? It went to like almost 85 degrees. Beautiful day. It's been nice finally stopped raining, the ground isn't fucking sopping wet and soggy, so I could actually walk around with my kids and play with them, um, so it's been beautiful here, and, uh, yeah, I want to talk about San Antonio, which was amazing, uh, a lot of cool stuff, so, uh, gonna have a great show, but first, before we get started, as always, let's shout out the sponsors for the Verzi Effect, the Verzi Effect, uh, podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog, and City Living Dog Services, go to citylivingdog.com, and check out Coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers there is out there working today. Check out his amazing YouTube clips of transforming these, uh, what do they call it? These uh, um, hellhounds, that's what Bill Burr called them, hellhounds or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, but he transforms these dogs and they really, uh, really get better and help the family that they're with. And that's what Coach Mike does. You can see his uh, live Facebooks and check out all of Coach Mike's, um, you know, social media platforms there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, everything that you could, anything that you could check out with City Living Dog and uh, CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike. Also, All Things Comedy, guys, go to AllThingsComedy.com for your favorite best, best comedy podcast, just podcasts in general, um, amazing. Also, uh, All Things Records for your favorite comedy albums. Um, that's where I did the Verzi effect with. They were insanely fair to the artist and they do a great job promoting it and doing all that stuff. So check out allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. Also, guys, I want to thank the um, new Patreon subscribers. And this much I could tell you guys, for $3 a month, um, I'm doing one to two extra podcasts. We're throwing pictures up there. We're, I'm tallying up a bunch of uh, unacceptables on video, and I'm actually having a specialist help me with that where I can do them from my phone and get them out there. So the people that paid for video and, and news, well, you're still getting, I'm doing news announcements and I'm doing more content, but as far as like the the um, the videos, the quick little video stuff, it's just been, a, it's more of a technical thing, but those will be coming. But you are guaranteed, of course, the extra podcasts and, and all the extra um, stuff there. I went off. I went on a, I guess I went on like a half hour rant where I just spit fire and venom for fucking 30 minutes and everybody seemed to hit me up saying that they loved it and 
this is what we want, more of this, more of this. So if uh, if you want to check it out, uh, you know, check it out on Patreon. But I can tell you it was a it was a hit this week. And I thank everybody for um, for listening. And I want to thank the new Patreon subscribers because um, you're just getting more uh, more TVE every week. But uh, you're always going to get this one, of course, for free. So uh, that being said, uh, a lot of stuff to uh, to talk about. But I want to start off the show with um, you know paying respects to Charlie Murphy. Um, now, as you guys know, uh, Eddie Murphy, um, before I even knew who Charlie Murphy was, and Eddie's the younger brother, of course, is my hero. You know, uh, Eddie Murphy is somebody that, you know, I just, uh, the level of talent and, you know, the level of funny and talent that he is, is just baffles my mind. Like, it's one of those where that's my guy, you know, that's one of my heroes. And then I came across... Charlie, uh, well, I knew Charlie after that, I knew Charlie was doing some movies, and he was MC Gusto, he was MC Gusto in Chris Rock's movie CB4 back in the 90s, and I thought he was hilarious as MC Gusto in CB4, I thought it was really, really funny, he also was in Harlem Nights with his brother and Richard Pryor, and just like, you know, Eddie... Eddie put him in things, but he always like kind of was his own guy and delivered and stuff. And then obviously when he um, blew up on the Chappelle show, telling the the Rick James story, telling the Prince story, telling all those stories, that's kind of where he got, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, household name recognition and all that. Um, people ask me, oh, did I know Charlie Murphy? I ha- actually had two two encounters with Charlie Murphy. One, we did a podcast together, me, him, and Joe Matteris where I was co-hosting Joe Matarese's podcast and Charlie Murphy was the guest. And for whatever reason, Charlie didn't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say he didn't like Joe, but you could listen to it. And Joe had asked him something about his dad or whatever. And he would only answer my questions after that. He would only answer my questions and talk to me. And he was such a, a real dude that, I remember saying to him, like when we were kind of closing out the podcast and we were just talking about stuff, I remember saying to him, and as I'm saying it, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a dude that's going to answer this, but let me just see. And I said, and I don't know if I was saying it because I wanted to, because of his brother, because of what, you know, what his brother did. But I said, you know, Charlie, was there anybody that you looked up to any kind of heroes or comedian heroes? And he was just like, I'm a grown ass man. He goes. I don't have heroes. I don't look up to anybody, you know, and and it just, it was like really real. He wasn't a dick about it, but he's like, look, I just, I don't have heroes. I don't look up to anybody. I'm a grown ass man. It was just so real and funny. And, um, you know, he he was just a nice, real guy. And then I um, ran into him at Stand Up New York in New York City. And he was doing this joke because Justin Bieber Justin Bieber had like hit somebody and was going to court and they didn't know if he was going to get sent to Canada or was going to pay a fine or I guess probation or whatever it was and Charlie Murphy's doing the joke and he's like man seeing Justin Bieber in there he's like you know and he said something like the fuck out of here man he was just talking about like you hit somebody like and I'm doing it no justice, but it was just typical Charlie Murphy on stage talking about Justin Bieber being a defendant in a courtroom for assault. And 
I remember afterwards, I just said to him, I go, dude, that Justin Bieber shit is really funny. And he just gave this big smile. I'll never forget that. It was actually, it stuck with me. He was at that, and if my memory serves me correctly, he was wearing a black leather jacket. And he's just kind of a, you know, he's just a fucking presence, you know? And he had these, just this big, like, smiles, like, pearly white teeth and big smile. And he just kind of nodded and he had this big smile. And it was just really, like, I was always taken by that. And then I didn't hear anything about him being sick. And then I got the news yesterday. I have friends that toured with him, that worked with him. And um, it was just really sad news. I believe he had uh, young children or a young child. So, um, as a, as a comedian, as somebody that has spoken to him on a podcast, somebody that, you know, did what he did. And I know he was working and nationally headlining. And I think he was doing a big tour with DL Hughley and, um, Cedric, the entertainer or somebody or whoever else. And, and, uh, I just want to say my condolences on the Verzi effect to, uh, you know, Charlie Murphy, the Murphy family, uh, and, uh, anybody that's associated with him, that's friends with him, that listens to this, that worked with him. I know a ton of comedians that worked with him and everybody always says that as, as gangster as Charlie Murphy was, and from everything that I've heard and from any experience that I've had, he was, um, always a gentleman and always nice and always treated people with respect and was a good guy. So, um, it's a sad day in comedy and, um, you know, it's got to be tough for the children and obviously his brother and everybody uh, in the family. So RIP to Charlie Murphy. And I just watched today a redo of, um, I guess, uh, whatever, uh, the clip of, not a redo. Hey, I almost said rerun like it's fucking 1988. Just a clip of the Rick James story. And just so fucking, physical. you know, I had to whip his ass and, and just, it's just so fucking funny. Um... So check all that out. The Prince story. I mean, if you guys didn't see, if you guys haven't seen the Rick James or the Prince story that Charlie Murphy told on Chappelle's show, then you're missing the funniest shit ever. Like those, those like arguably the great, even SNL people are saying those are arguably the greatest sketches ever. So you got to check those out. Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on to my unacceptable, everybody. I'm going to do my unacceptable, then I'm going to get to your guys unacceptable. Okay, my unacceptable for the week. Uh, I had the night off. I believe I had the night off. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I, was that Friday? No. I don't know. Maybe. I worked last week. I did like nine or ten shows. I was running around all over the place. And I had a day, either a day or night off. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to think what day it was, but it doesn't matter. I go out with my kids and my wife, and we go to eat, and we go to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? We're eating at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, I've I've eaten at this Buffalo Wild Wings a couple of times. The reason why uh, I don't mind Buffalo Wild Wings is because you can kind of get chicken without the bread, still get some hot sauce. So you could eat somewhat healthy carrots, celery, some boneless chicken without the fried shit, you know, the naked tenders, dip it in some fucking sauce and, and, and go about your day. So we've done that before. The kids get their chicken and everything like that. We weren't far away. We were right near it. I said, let's go there. And we walk in the door of this Buffalo Wild Wings on a beautiful sunny day. And the hostess is standing there, this blonde chick, doesn't greet us, arms crossed, leaning against the wall, doesn't greet us, and just goes, how many? Okay. 
just rude, nothing. And I felt it right when I walked in. I fucking felt it. I know my wife felt it. Kids didn't know anything, didn't know better. They're just looking around and they're just caring if they're going to get their, you know, that, that pad that they give them with the games and shit. They give the kids like a pad. It's like an iPad or whatever where they can play games. So that's all the kids are thinking about. And I look over and she goes, um, how many? She goes, well, do you want a booth or a table? She goes, I could get you a table now. A booth will be a little wait. So then I look over and I see an empty booth. I go, oh, can we get that booth over there? And she just looks and she goes, it needs to be clean. And she just kind of stared at me for an extra second. She just stared at me for an extra second like, it needs to be clean. I told, like, just like I fucking told, just like being a fucking rude, unhappy cunt. Okay? I wanted to be like, listen, cunt, I don't know if you have your period or not, but I don't fucking need this shit. All right. And I didn't want to say that. And I know that sounds really sexist and crude and I don't mean to be like that, but that's how much of an asshole this bitch was being. So I wanted to go fucking hard at her. I wanted to be that asshole. You know what I mean? And I'm usually not like that, but I wanted to be that asshole to her because of the way she treated me and my family who come in with smiles, excited to be there. Okay. You know, hindsight, I would have loved to be like, oh, PMS, man, really PMS. And you're working the fucking door. You know what? If the PMS and you having your period is going to do that to you, why don't you stay home today until you can fucking figure shit out? Why don't you go talk to your doctor and get some medicine? Oh, I'm fired up, everybody. I know. I know what you're saying. Wow. That's crude. Fucker. I don't give a fuck. Don't do that. The way the extra look got me angry. The extra look got me angry because the extra look, look she had had venom in it. She was trying to go at me, and I know she was. Okay. So now I'm pissed and she's sitting there and she's not smiling. And finally they clean off the table. We go sit in the table and she's just sitting there and she's mopey. What kind of fucking hostess at a job doesn't smile at a family with two little children coming in? We're excited to go there. Okay. We've been there before and it's like, Oh, Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, sure. Well, listen, just so you know, I could get your table now. If you guys want to wait, just probably four or five minutes tops. We'll have a booth all cleaned up and everybody's happy. Everybody's in a good mood. Instead, she's got her arms crossed. It's a shitty feeling. It's a shitty feeling. So now I'm sitting there and I'm in the booth and I'm pissed. I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I'm ready to walk out. If the drinks aren't coming now. Okay. If the drinks aren't coming now, I don't give a fuck what drink it is. I want water. I want lemon. I want some shit now. I need treatment now. I'm not coming into this place and I'm getting treated like that. And then I'm going to come and sit here and wait for shit. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're not at a good place. Then I started getting pissed off because some of the menus had like fucking dried barbecue sauce on them. It's like, can you wipe this shit down? Can you fuck, can you have some, can you pay somebody minimum fucking wage and give somebody a job that doesn't have a fucking job right now that's collecting cans outside because they can't afford shit? Uh, can you maybe you hire a fucking menu wiper? Can you do that? You cheap fucks over there. Can you do that? Can you have somebody with a wet, clean rag wipe down the menus so me and my family's hands don't have to touch crusty fucking Caribbean jerk sauce that some fucking animal couldn't couldn't not hold a menu with because they probably had to order again. Okay, so now I'm sitting there. I'm talking. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm ready to walk out. Like, if this shit doesn't work out in the next five minutes, I'm ready to walk out. And I look over and she's standing there and she's just being bitchy. So now we our waiter comes over. And the waiter, the waiter comes over. Waiter comes over and the dude is super cool. Super, super cool. Like 
just so attentive, like just understood. Oh, can I get the kids some? Sure, sure. And I'll get them. Yeah, do you want some lemon with that? Like he knew this was a good waiter. This was a good waiter. This was a type of waiter that if I owned a restaurant, I would get him the fuck out of Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'd say, you know what? You're going to put on a collared shirt. You're going to get rid of this football jersey they got you wearing. All right? And you're going to stop serving wings to these animals who are jumping around during a football game with blue cheese flying all over the fucking ceilings. We're going to stop this shit. I'm going to get you out of this cage. All right? I'm going to get you out of this fucking cage that you're in. And you're going to come and work at this restaurant. That's how good this guy was. This guy was a pleasure. He was a pleasure. And any any, any little extra thing. Hey, man, can I get a little plate of lemon? Yeah, coming up. Came back with it. Soon as the drink was done, came back with it. You know, just answered all the questions, was perfect, was helpful to my wife. And Lord knows my wife is a picky eater. My wife is no picnic to a waitress or a waiter. Not in an asshole way, but my wife is afraid of like, you know, if my wife can't eat chicken that has like veins in it, my wife can't have anything that's like any red, like, you know, it's got to be well done. My wife is like that. And this guy was like, oh, if you want that, then get this. This guy was awesome. This guy was awesome. And now I feel better. Okay, so the bitch up front... I'm kind of just like, whatever. Every once in a while, I looked over and she was like, you know, then she walked around after she got bored and wiped the table down. Just didn't want to be there. Just didn't want to be there. Hated her job and everybody felt it. As a hostess, mind you. As a hostess. Okay? So now, I'm like, all right, I got to say something to a manager. All right, I'm like, I'm saying something to a manager. I'm saying something to somebody. Somebody needs to know this. Okay? Somebody needs to know. Because this is horse shit. So we eat our food. Food wasn't bad. Everything kind of tastes good. Uh, the only thing about Buffalo Wild Wings is shit doesn't come out. You have to eat your food hot. And a lot of people don't understand that. And you're, and you're really supposed to eat all of your entrees and all of your food hot. And when I say that, I know people are like, what are you talking about? Of course you're going to... No. What I'm saying is almost to the point... You when Okay. This is how you're supposed to eat. Okay, I learned this years ago, actually, at a, at a, I learned this at a um, rehearsal dinner at a wedding. Like, uh, some pasta came out, some penne came out, and the sauce, and it was steaming pasta with the sauce. And you're really supposed to blow it so it doesn't burn your mouth, but right after that, you're supposed to eat things when they're really hot and just come off. A lot of people don't do it. They wait too long, they let it sit, they eat it, and they get a taste, but you're not getting the full effect of the food if you're not eating it, like, when it's... Just, you're basically supposed to eat your food just when it's not going to burn you. You're supposed to eat it when it's like really kind of fresh and warm and just cooked, but it's not going to burn your mouth. That's when you're supposed to eat it. But people wait and when things sit and fucking on, on shelves or, you know, on the, on the little, uh, you know, under the lamps or when they just sit there too long, you don't get that, you don't get that taste. And that's the, that's the one thing that I'll say. But other than that, the food tasted good. The chicken was good. I got this, this nice spicy sauce with the chicken. And I was enjoying it, and the kids were enjoying it. My wife, you know, enjoyed her her thing, whatever she got. Everything is good. And the guy, oh, and this is what really sold me on the guy. I go, yeah, dude, can I get a seltzer with a little splash of, I forgot what it was, but I was like, not too much. And I mean, when I tell you this guy nailed it, this guy nailed it. Like, I was like, I could drink this all the time. It was refreshing. It was good. It didn't taste like shitty club soda, but it wasn't fattening. and It was perfect. All right? So we start wrapping up the meal. We're there for a little bit. And I'm like, I got to say something. And the guy was so cool. But now I have a dilemma. This guy who's a waiter could, you know, be friends with this, um, with this hostess. And 
you know, she's a younger chick, a blonde chick sitting there probably in her 20s. I don't know. This guy could be trying to hook up with her. This guy, they could be friends. You know, I've worked in a restaurant before. Everybody's friends. You go to parties afterwards, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. I see a manager walking around. But this guy was so cool. I took my chances with him. I rolled the dice with the I rolled the dice with the waiter. Okay, so I go up to the waiter. I'm, I walk up to pay. I told my wife I'm gonna pay, but I'm gonna go talk to him. So I get up. I go to to go pay, and uh, as um of course my phone's ringing. Why wouldn't my phone be ringing right now? So I get up to go pay, and um I walk up to him. I go hey man, and I give him the 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 pay. You know I come up with the check and the and the money. And I go, hey, man, can I, can I talk to you for a second? He goes, yeah, man, sure, what's up? I go, listen, man, I'm not trying to be a dick. I go, and I don't know if that's your friend, the hostess. And he just kind of looks over and he goes, yeah, I go. But look, man, we walked in here and uh, we walked in here and we didn't get greeted by a hostess. We didn't say, oh, you know, welcome to Buffalo Wild Wings, blah, 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 nothing, no smile. Hey, guys, how many in your party? Nothing like that, which is a hostess's job. Can we be honest? I mean, that's what a hostess's job. I mean, you're called a hostess. You're called a hostess. If you are a host or a hostess, your job is to act as such. Your job is, hey, let's go get in here. What are you, nuts? You know, what are you, what are you, come on, get in. Yeah, happy to have you. The whole thing, the warm. Yes, we're here. Not some crossed arms, leaned against the wall, pissed off. Me trying to be helpful. Oh, can we get that booth right there? It's still being clean with the extra look, which just she was dead to me when she did that. Dead to me. So I go, you know, she wasn't really nice and she was cold. I said to the guy and she didn't smile. And like, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was ready to leave. And he goes, really? And then I'm looking at him and I go, I don't listen. I don't know if that's your friend or anything. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to your friend or anything, but like, I was ready to leave. Like I, you can't have that here. And he just goes, yeah, I noticed it too. And, and he, and then the manager walked by and I was like, listen, I was going to talk to a manager, but I don't know. And he was like, well, do you want to? The manager's right there. And the manager kind of walked by fast. And I go, listen, I don't want to make a, I don't want to make a, you know, a whole thing and get the manager. I was like, but if you could, if you're going to tell me, you're going to talk to me. He goes, no, I'll definitely take care of it for you. I'll definitely say something. I go, yeah. And I go, look, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I'm not trying to, but like, you, I, you can't have that. Like, you know, she was, she was rude. She was cold. We felt it. Like, I didn't even want to be in here. And, and he said he was going to take care of it. And I got to be honest, I really felt like the way he's like, yeah, I noticed that too. And that's definitely a problem or whatever. I think he definitely did say something. And it felt good. It felt good to get it out. It felt good to say it. And then I'm packing up my stuff and I go back to my table and I said, you know, all right, you know, me and my daughter start walking out first. Um, my younger one is my daughter. So me and, me and, uh, Soph start walking out. And Stacy, you know, is getting stuff ready with my son. And, you know, the way it's a million things when you got kids to get everything out. And I start walking out and I walk towards her. And she just kind of gives like a smile and then looks at my daughter and says bye. And I knew at that moment that she knew when I was talking to the waiter, I knew she knew she fucked up. All right. And I ne am never one to complain. I am never one. I mean, I know I complain. You guys are like, what are you talking about? You do fucking 300 unacceptables. No, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm not one to complain about about people getting people in trouble. I, I'll call shit out. I mean, I'm obviously going to call an unacceptable out. I love, I, I love doing that because that's, those are things that need to be fixed. And this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable to have somebody act like that. It's unacceptable. I don't give a shit about your day. I don't give a fuck, you know? I don't care. What did, you know, what did your date with Greg go bad last night? You fucking 23-year-old. I don't give a shit. I don't care. 
All right? When I come to a restaurant, my kids, I don't give a shit about your day. I, this, just talking about it on this podcast makes me want to call up a manager. And I didn't try to get her, I don't want to get her in trouble, but I want, like, I just, next time I walk in that place, I want that same chick. That's what I want. I want that same chick, and I want to see how it is. And if it is, again, I'm going to just go, I'm, that's it. Then, then I'm going in. Because you guys didn't see or will never be able to understand when I said, oh, what about that booth there? And she goes, yeah, they're, they're cleaning it. And just stared at me an extra thing. It was a malicious fuck you to me. And, and, and when I go down to give an establishment money, I can't have that shit. And I'm Sicilian and Greek, which means I'm prideful and I do. Of course I hold a grudge. When you're dead to me, you're dead to me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The far opposite of that is is me just being a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. You know, if you're if if I invite you ever in my home, that's like the opposite of that, and that's how I want to be treated. And and it pissed me off. So I think she saw me talking to the waiter, and I think she was like, "Oh shit," and and knew that she fucked up or whatever. And then we walked out and she was nice. And then that made me feel better that she kind of at least got it, but still not, you know, not good enough. So that's my unacceptable, everybody. Hostess needs to be a hostess. I don't understand how you could host anything. You ever have a party? Like when you have some, when you have people over, it needs to be, get in here, what are you, yeah, get in here, what are you, nuts? Yeah, come on, what do you want? Like you are drinking and eating in my house. My friends come up to the house, forget it. Bill Burr. Giannis, fucking any, name a comedian, anybody that I invite up to my house, you come up to my house, you get treated, you get the treatment you're supposed to get, I don't understand, and you're not paying me, like, that's just how I was, that's just how you do it, so if I'm going into your establishment and paying you, and you're gonna do that, no, you can't have that, and that's poor leadership of that place, all right, that's poor leadership, and I know, one or two of you assholes listening to this. And if you're thinking of this, yes, you are an asshole. Well, Paul, what if she got bad news that somebody in her family was sick? Then you know what? You just say I'm not going to Buffalo Wild Wings to make my fucking $45 today. How about that? So anybody out there going, well, you know, I've worked and anything could happen. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You know, listen, people are entitled to bad days. But nah, I I watched it all day. It, it's not, it wasn't right. All right, so I'm done. I feel better, actually. I feel better. Um, I feel better with, with getting that out. And I know, ladies, some of you are upset with what I said. Maybe she's having a bad day. You shouldn't really get on her if she's, a, I know I was being a crude dick, but you should have saw how she treated me, and I just went a little in further. Okay, I went a little in further. Women, you're entitled to a bad day. You're entitled to, I know, men don't get the PMS and all that stuff. I get it. All right? I get it. Sometimes I got to just get a, I gotta get a little out. All right, everybody? Ah, all right. So, um, I had an amazing day the other day. I went old school, man. I went old school. I went up to my mom's. I, I didn't have to work, and my the kids are off. Well, my son is off for the week, and my daughter had a day off at daycare. And I was like, what if I give my wife the night alone? No, nobody, no kids, no me, nothing. So I said, I'll go up to my mother's upstate. I'll stay up there with the kids. Maybe I'll see if my uh, younger brother who lives 
in the areas around. He was, he ended up hanging out. And it was just fucking awesome. It was old school, man. We played like old school video games that were at my mom's house that we haven't played in forever, which was amazing. We went bowling, took the kids bowling, hung out, just talked, laughed. Awesome, amazing time. Those old school video games are awesome, and they're making all those old consoles now, like Sega Genesis you could get again, Atari, all those classics. Um, so we just had a, you know, had a great time and, and, um, it was, it was really, really cool, man. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. And the funniest part about it was I text my wife and I go, how is everything? All right. And she goes, fabulous. She goes, I mean, I missed you guys, but fucking fabulous. <laughs> Cause you know, she has all she literally had to do was take the dog out to go to the bathroom and she just had the whole house and everything to just sleep, do whatever, not worry about getting kids fed, not worry about getting kids dressed and out in the morning. She didn't have to worry about anything. She just went at her own pace and relaxed. And I, I did that. Uh, I did that for her and it was great. Um, all right, let's go to your guys on acceptables and see what we got here. We're about a half hour in. This is TVE episode 302. Wow, some of that fire that I carried over. If you guys want to know what some of the Patreon, um, Patreon, you know, extra podcasts are, the way I just went at that girl at Buffalo Wild Wings, I basically did that for a half hour on the other one, just freaking the fuck out. So uh, check that out. Here we go. Um, This is from not an unacceptable, but a hilarious confrontation to an unacceptable. Okay, Paul, if somebody hasn't sent you this video or link already, you've got to see this. This dude confronts his lady whose dog shit confronts this lady whose dog shit uh, in his sidewalk. He makes her pick it up by threatening to knock uh, his boyfriend out. I got to see this. This is great. I'm going to see if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm going to try to play this so you guys can hear it. And it's a guy walking up to a woman talking to her about the dog. Man forces... So this guy says, I want to see if it's the same people. He said, I'll be right back. And now he's walking out of his front door. I'm watching this right now. He's walking out, and he's going up hey, to the people. Hey, this is great. He goes. Yeah. Hey. Hey, listen. Uh, you were here uh, last week, and you, you let your dog shit on my payment. The same you just said. You, you need to take that up. Hold on, hold on. Uh, is it Chihuahua? Okay, I don't care if it's a Chihuahua or a fucking Great Dane. When I step in it. I, I got kids in there. When I bring it and step in it and bring it in my house, the kids are rolling around in it. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, so you need to pick it the fuck up. I don't think so. I'm not picking it up. Listen, you're going to pick it up or I'm going to knock your junkie you're, boyfriend the fuck out. You're going to talk to me like that? I you were gonna pick it up. Really? Pick it the fuck up. God, was that the greatest thing I've ever seen? Thank you, Jason Brown. Holy shit. Was that the great that was the greatest thing I've ever seen? I gotta see, I gotta make sure that you guys could hear that, and then I'm gonna talk about it. How fucking great was that? Oh my god. For anybody that couldn't hear that, and I think you could, 
a guy looks out of his um, blinds and he goes, hold on, let me see if it's the same people. And it was. And he tells his kids, I'll be right back. He goes up to this woman who's smoking a cigarette, fucking fat gut hanging out, gross. And her fucking boyfriend who did look like a junkie with like a hood on. And he and then he said, you're going to pick that up. This is, you know, my kids. And she's like, it's a, it's a chihuahua. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. And dude, he goes, I'll knock your boyfriend, your junkie boyfriend the fuck out. She goes, you're going to let him talk to me like that? And he goes, I told you to pick it up. And he goes, pick it the fuck up. And she picked the shit up with her bare hands and walked away. Oh my God. Jason Brown, who just submitted that. That was one of the most satisfying, amazing things, especially in the mood I'm in right now. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Oh my God. That one gets the Verzi. That was that was awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, here we go. Hi, Paul. Would you okay? So yes, people are asking. Many people are asking for the tickets to my special in Brooklyn on May second. Um, I will send you a link, and you guys will be able to come to that. Just make sure that the people come out to that show that you know fill it out because there's all kinds of stuff. Like this is this is different than a regular show. This is like a television taping. It's almost like I mean I guess it's in a way of like if you go to like a like a live show, like a live studio audience. I mean, it is it is a stand-up show, but they have to make sure, like, with all the seating and all that stuff. So, But I will send you the link for sure. Uh, here we go. Um, this is from... Who is this from here? Uh, Kaylee. Kaylee. Okay. Um, let's see here. My unacceptable, um, until recently, anyway, here's my unacceptable. Until recently, I worked with a girl and kind of became friends with her, literally sat right beside her uh, at a shared table. Uh, Over time, she started to complain about her husband and said he was boring and she, uh, okay, and she was too good looking for him. Wow. She lost a ton of weight after she married him. Uh, This talking down on him started about seven months ago. About a month later, she told me she met a dude at the gym. She explained how how he recently got out of prison for selling heroin and that they were going to meet up to hang out just as friends. Yeah, okay. For uh, For one, seriously, heroin? I wouldn't tell people that. That's not cool at all. And second, of course I knew just friends wouldn't be the case. About two weeks later, she told the entire office about how he would come over to her husband and her home and what? And sleep together in their bed uh, and all over the house in every position imaginable while her husband was uh, at work and unaware she was cheating. Wait a minute, let me read that again. I think that was worded a little. Wait a minute. So, okay, so, then she, okay, two weeks later, she told the entire office about how he would come over to her, uh, to her husband and her home, okay, and sleep together in their bed and all over the house in every position imaginable while her husband was at work and unaware she was cheating. Jesus. Uh, she was explaining this, uh, quite in detail. Everyone in the office couldn't wait for the next juicy detail every day. I wouldn't work in an office of 50 people. Uh, I'm sorry. I this. Uh, here we go, Paul. Make it bigger. There you go. Okay, now I got it. Okay. I worked in an office of 50 people. It was sickening 
what she'd talk about. I met her husband before. He's a nice guy too. She said she would pretend she was sleeping when her husband uh, would get home from work or ignore his calls when he'd call her on his break. Wow, what the fuck? Get divorced. Get fucking divorced. Um, Her husband works at a hospital at night, so she got away with everything. I told her how I felt and that I thought it wasn't right uh, and to just leave. And you're absolutely right for telling her that. See, the thing is, Paul, she was cheating on her husband but wouldn't leave because he spoiled her. Handbags, shopping sprees, trips. He even bought a 2013 or 14 sports car because she told him she wanted one. She thought that would make her love him again. Jesus. Uh, or so she said. What? I mean, this shit is brutal, dude. I fucking feel... I want to fucking... I mean, tell the guy... Fuck it, dude. I'd tell the guy or fucking... I don't know, man. This is brutal. Anyway, she had everything handed to her on a silver platter. He even paid all the bills, including the cell phone. She went on for about three months. She told me she never lived on her own before and couldn't leave him without a a backup person. He loved her and uh, and she used him. That's unacceptable. I was angry and she knew it. She stopped telling me stuff about it until one day she said her husband came home from work early and finally caught her. Guess she got what she deserved, right? Nope. He begged for her to stay until she did it again with somebody else a month later. Wow. Uh, I'm just glad the car he purchased uh, was in his name. She's now working two jobs to afford her apartment. Oh, wait a minute. So he fucking... Oh, wait. Guess she got what she deserved. Nope. Okay, so he begged, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm glad, oh, I'm glad the car he purchased was in his name. She's now working two jobs to afford her apartment. I may be in, I may be a terrible person for thinking this, but she deserved it. Sorry, so long. Make a trip to Albany funny bone. Kaylee, just in case you forget. Um, wow. That's fucking nuts. Um, that's really, really nuts, man. I, uh... I don't even know what to say, like a good guy like that. I mean, it sounds like you didn't mention anything about kids, which I'm, 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 ex- I'm hoping is the case, which is a good thing. Because if there's no kids involved, he could just cut from her, you know? That's the one thing. I mean, you got kids and shit, you're in. You're in for at least for 18 years, you're in. You know, with, with that. So I'm hoping that that's the case, that there were no kids involved and then it's just a clean break. Or whatever. What a shithead, man. What a what a shitty person. It's like that's fucking awful, man. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? Like it's just just break. You know what I mean? It, it's it's awful. That is beyond unacceptable. Thank you for the submission. That's fucking brutal. Okay, here we go. Unaccept, uh, unappreciative cunt, by Derek. Derek Moore just. Held the door for some able-bodied guy. Doesn't speed up at all or grab the door so I can uh, let go. No thank you or even an acknowledgement. Lock him in a cage and make him open the door himself uh, of the way in. Uh, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Brutal. Two unacceptables from Joshua Scott. Thank you, everybody, for the unacceptable. Uh, We have uh, a couple more here. I'll try to make these as quick as possible. If you can only read one, read one. I'm going to read them both, Joshua, because that's what I do for my fans. Number one, the bar, uh, bar that doesn't get uh, get a f- 
bar that doesn't get a fuck about the comedian. I guess give. Uh, I know this is a person uh, issue with you, but this was my first time seeing it so bad, and then to watch the bar do nothing was totally unacceptable. There is a bar, um, there's a bar Vegas that hosts an open mic comedy show once a month. Small and intimate show, maybe 40, 50 people max, uh, all at tables. And if somebody starts to get too drunk or loud, it's pretty obvious really quick. The very first comedian gets on stage and he made it through about two jokes and a guy in the middle of the room gets a phone call. It doesn't help that his ringtone was like a wet fart sound, so everybody turns thinking this guy just ripped ass. He, he holds his phone up uh, and says, it's just a ringtone, calm down, then proceeds to take the call at his table that went something like this, but not exact quote. Hey man, when are you coming down? Yeah, the show just started. I'm saving you a seat. Nah, this guy isn't that funny, but it usually gets better. I don't know. He's talking about his overbearing mom. Jesus. Uh, what the fuck? All right. Sorry about that. I had to take that. Um, he's talking about his overbearing mom. They only give these guys like five minutes, so he'll be off by the time you get here. Jesus. The comedian politely tries to get him to get the fuck off his phone and step outside for a minute. And the guy tells his tells to relax. And I remember this distinctly says, just keep telling your jokes, funny man. Jesus. Just so fucking rude. It's just so, it's just so ridiculously rude. Just keep telling yourself, uh, keep telling your jokes, funny man. Uh, unacceptable for the guy for doing it, but even more unacceptable for the bar doing nothing. Uh, lock him in a bar alone. They deserve each other. Absolutely. Number two, girlfriend sabotaging diet. Um, I really stuck with the new year resolution to lose weight. And now some of my, uh, girls, friends, and coworkers have started uh, commenting and complaining in the last two weeks. She brought me pizza, Chinese takeout, and most recently my personal kryptonite, a Cinnabon. This is out of character and didn't happen until I stated getting, uh, started getting the comments from her people. Finally, with the Cinnabon, I thanked her but told her she could have it or I'd take it to work with me and give it to somebody, but I'm trying to do good on a diet. She then tried to guilt me into eating it, saying she was just trying to do something nice because she knows I like them and uh, I'm not appreciating the effort to, uh, to be nice. She's put uh, the effort to be nice she's putting in. Totally unacceptable to try to guilt somebody into diabetes. I might have to let uh, this one go. Thanks always for the podcast and planning on getting to your Patreon this week, Josh. I'll tell you what, Josh. Fuck that. I'm not trying to be a dick to your girl, dude, but fuck that. I'm really not. But, like, come on, man. She's going to fucking start fat sh- I mean, like, start, like, like in shape shaming you because her friends are annoyed or making comments or complaining? Fuck that. Tell her to sh- tell... You know what you should have told her? You should have said... And I mean this with all due respect, Josh. I appreciate you writing in. I'm not trying to be a dick, but like that got me angry. I'd be like, listen, why don't you take that Cinnabon and find whichever one of your cunty girlfriends is complaining and shove it up her fat fucking ass and let her digest it that way through her fucking rectum. All right? Don't fucking tell me because I'm getting in shape. People don't like... I'm telling you, even people close to you don't like when you better yourself. They don't. They don't like when you fucking better yourself. It's ridiculous. You know, 
It's like, yeah, I don't want Chinese takeout. I'm trying to eat good. How about you and your fat fucking clan or whatever it is? I'm not saying your girl's fat. I'm just saying maybe your friends are. Maybe, you know, it sounds, something's wrong. Sounds like something's wrong and there's jealousy there. Fuck that, Josh. Good for you. Good on you. Keep going. Fuck that. Uh, here we go. This one is from Jason Burr. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's two Jason. Jason Brown, Jason Burr wrote in. Okay, Paul. This pharmaceutical company, oh, using the Verzi name. This pharmaceutical company is capitalizing on the Verzi effect unacceptable shit show. Let's face it, about 50% of the unacceptables are about poop from Kelly Meyer, IBS to office, who's done it, uh, IBS to office, who done it, 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 mystery. Okay. I can just see the corporate boardroom listening to clips of TVE while deciding to make an IBS drug named a mashup between two words, B and Verzi, uh, to make uh, <laughs> Viberzi, uh, a new IBS drug. Wow. Really? Uh, taking advantage of the pop- <laughs> popularity of TV and IBS stories. Unacceptable. I didn't know that. There's a There is a drug out there called the Bursey and it's for IBS. Maybe they're listening. Maybe some doctor was like, let's combine the names. And you know what? I would never be able to prove that in court. So it really doesn't matter for me. Unacceptable. Wonder Woman, the movie from Lorenzo. Here we go. How are we doing on time? This must be getting up there. Wow. 45 minutes in. All right. Let's see how many more we have here. Not many. Not many. Okay, here we go. Hi, Paul. Yesterday I went with my fiance to the movies to see Beauty and the Beast. My girl went because she finds it romantic. I went because I think Emma Watson is super hot. Fuck you. I, I, I'm no queer. Uh, one of the trailers they showed before the movie was the one for Wonder Woman. Side note. All the trailers were for superhero movies. Defenders of the Galaxy, some Spider-Man shit, Wonder Woman. What happened with Hollywood? Where is the creativity? This could be an unacceptable on its own. I know you've talked about this one. Uh, back to Wonder Woman. In the trailer, uh, we saw her <laughs> meeting an American pilot that was flying in World War II and crashed on her uh, distant island. After being told the war was going on, she went to Western Front. Went to the Western Front to end the war sooner. The trailer showed her just hacking away on German soldiers. <laughs> A couple of things bothered me immensely. Number one, the fact that some producer used the gruesome and devastating World War One to produce another mediocre superhero. Uh, movie for kids. Number two, the fact that they released this pilot dog shit now, uh, while in uh, while in Europe, World War Two is being remembered since it's a hundred years ago, since a hundred years uh, ago it occurred. Number three, the fact that all of her killing must have occurred in the last years of the uh, war. American joined the war in 1917. The war ended in 1918. So she hardly stopped the massacre. Why couldn't you come in 1914? Wonder bitch. Number four. Wow. You took this into consideration, man. You went in, uh, number four, the fact that she only kills Germans in the trailer and fights alongside the allies. Apparently she wants to shot, stop the killing by killing one, uh, of the sides faster. All soldiers, including Germans suffered immensely. Uh, all of this makes the entire movie, for me, personally, unacceptable. I know a lot of people won't have any problems with this movie, but it's clearly an American product. My grandfather 
lost two uncles in the Great War, and in every little European village there is at least one statue uh, for fallen citizens in World War One. No one that ever visited the battlefield of the Western Front would have made this movie. Locked a producer up in a muddy, cold, rat-infested cage while eating rotten food, seeing his friends being killed and being shot by artillery and snipers all day long uh, for four years. <laughs> kind words, Lorenzo. Well, that was... Uh, thank you for the submission. And uh, shit, I mean... Number one, you know your history. And number two, uh, yeah, I mean, you hate Wonder Woman and you hated the trailer. <laughs> that was hilarious. Thank you for the submission. Um, okay, here we go. Unacceptable uh, from Robert. Uh, long story short, Paul. Uh, long story short here, Paul. Moved from my four-acre home in the middle of nowhere to the city of ATL. I love Atlanta. Uh, now, we all know having neighbors sucks balls, but to top it off, I have a neighbor behind me that has a rooster, a fucking rooster, Paul. At first, I thought to myself, well, that's not bad. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> anyways, so this will be fine. Uh, no, Paul, it's not fine. Did you guys know that roosters fucking crow all damn day and night? Yeah, me either. <laughs> I want to find this thing, kill it. Add a little gravy and laugh my ass off as I eat his annoying ass. Uh, what kind of fucking hillbilly has a rooster in the middle of a city? Fuck, yeah, you could have had it in the middle of nowhere. Now you have it in the city. Fuck that guy. Fuck that rooster and fuck this city. Much love, Bobby. Bobby T. Bobby Toms, thank you so much for the submission. Um, here we go. Uh, let's see here. We have only one more. One more. Uh, this is quick. Had to send this to you. Pretty much sums up your experience in locker rooms. And it's an animation where two guys are sitting there. Young men in the locker room. Old men in the locker room. And it says, the old men, it says, uh, it's a cartoon. And they're all naked. Hey, Rick, you catch that, uh, uh, was it? Pigeons? Pigger, Pigger's game last night? Uh you bet your elderly testicles I did, and it's two naked guys with their junk out. Piggers are number one. Piggers are going to go all the way this year, and one guy's got his dick out, and another guy's blow-drying his dick. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. And then it shows a picture of the young guys in the locker room, and the young guys in the locker room are much different. The young guys in the locker room, like, turned away from each other and all that shit. So uh, thank you for the submission, and that is it. Thank all of you guys for... Thank all of you guys for the uh, submission to uh, TVE's Unacceptables. If you would like to submit to Unacceptables uh, on the show, submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. That is unacceptables, F-O-R-T-V-E, at gmail.com. And I would love to read those, uh, read those and, and shout you out. I appreciate the contribution to the show. You guys rule. I have a couple here, just a couple on Twitter. Uh, yep. John Lampert at Pogo Joe 2011. At my daughter's ice skating practice, lock him, uh, lock him in a cage like a polar bear. A guy sitting there just uh, <laughs> with his fucking exposed legs and feet up on his luggage while he's sitting down lounging off a bench at his daughter's practice. Yeah, this guy looks like he's on vacation. Um, let's see what else. Let's see what else. Um... This is from Dan at D-A-W-D-I-N. 
N-I. So, Dondini. <laughs> Just saw a white dude with his hair in a bohemian braids up in a man bun. Hashtag unacceptable. Yes, it is. Got one from Alexis Mancini at Mancini underscore Alexis. Uh, so true, United Airlines. What does it say? If we cannot beat our competitors, we beat our customers. Uh, thank you for the submission. And I think is that it? So that's it, guys. So if you want to submit, submit to my Twitter feed at Paul Verzi or um, submit to the email uh, unacceptablesfortve at uh, gmail.com. Okay, guys. Back to the regular shit talking. Uh, 52 minutes. Actually, we're perfect. It's going perfect. The one that sticks with me is the woman just cheating. Like, the fact that you would cheat. Listen, it's one thing if you're just going to be a cheating piece of shit. And and you've decided that you're going to do that. All right? I don't know. You know, I don't know. And maybe, maybe relationships aren't good and people are afraid to get out of them. And I think that that's happened to good people. So I'm not going to say that everybody that's happened to is a piece of shit. However, if you're cheating on your husband... And some dude's coming to the house and fucking you. And you go to your job and you start talking about the different positions and fucking another dude in your bed. That's some piece of shit shit. Like that chick deserves four jobs and to never be fucking happy. Like to do that. Yeah. And then I go home and he's fucking me and, and you know, he's fucking me in the toilet. And shit's unbelievable. I mean, that would be hard, but you know what I mean? Um, but Jesus uh, saw the movie Smurfs. I know that's a weird transition. Yeah, and he's fucking me in the ass over the um over the toilet. Took the kids to Smurfs. No, we did. We took the kids to Smurfs, and uh, I didn't really love it. it doesn't get the verzi. Whatever. Okay, story. Kind of whatever, but didn't seem great. Uh, wait for it on DVD. Don't spend the money in a theater. I wouldn't. I mean, the 3D was cool, but it's not a. It doesn't get the verzi. The TVE. Verzi effect, like you gotta go see it, but it, whatever, entertaining enough. Um, as far as sports, the NBA season is over. The Knicks didn't make it. I apologize for wasting your time at the beginning of the year, like I told you. Uh, and you know the Warriors are gonna win the title, guys. The Warriors are gonna win the title. It's a wasted season. Kevin Durant going there for the love of me, for the love of God. I don't know how. Back in the day, the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers. They were told, no, you can't do it. You can't let Chris Paul go to the Lakers with Kobe. The NBA stopped it. Yet, for some reason, Kevin Durant can go to a 73-win team, break the all-time wins record last year, and then add Kevin Durant to it with uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and have a fucking Western Conference all-star team. That's allowed. It ruined the season. It ruined basketball for the next few years. LeBron and them are not going to do it. They barely did it without Draymond Green last year. And, and it was a great game, and I give them credit, but they're not doing it. It's ridiculous. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. So it, it doesn't matter. It's a wasted season. Uh, the Warriors are going to win. Uh, I will say that. Um, and what else? The Yankees. Yankees look like a good young team. Going to go see the Yankees. That's pretty much it with sports. Nothing really going on. And you guys know that I'll say that I'll see the Yankees and I'll go to two games and probably not even watch the Yankees. Looks like the Conor McGregor-Mayweather fight is going on and uh, that's going to be nuts. I was talking to somebody today and I talked to somebody yesterday. We think that there's a chance that Mayweather's just kicking the shit out of McGregor and he says, fuck it, I'm not going out like this. And he just starts kicking the shit out of him, submitting him and doing all that stuff. 
Uh, he's just going to snap and turn into the fighter that he is. The Heidrich fighter that he is. Um, what do we have for plugs, everybody? Yes, so listen real quick. Everybody's coming at me for tickets. Just make sure you go. Just make sure you're going to get tickets if you want to go. It's a Tuesday night in Brooklyn. People talk a lot of shit. Oh, you know, we were going to go. So sorry. I heard it was great, though. Oh, yeah. How did it go? I heard this. I heard that. Yeah. Look, it's a Tuesday night in Brooklyn. People talk shit. If you're going to go plan a trip, you should plan a trip already. Uh, I will send you the links to the ticket. It is May 2nd, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Pick a show um, that you want to come to, be in the audience, um, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, if you get the tickets, just, you know, let people know. And if you have to cancel, make sure you do, you know, because these tickets are being held. There's going to be wait lists and all kinds of shit like that. Um, all right, time for plugs, everybody. I have shit to do today, but don't worry because there's going to be another Patreon later this week. My week is Thursday to Thursday, so you guys are going to get another one to two uh, this week. Um, here we go. What do we have? I will be in Atlantic City April 20th. That's right. In one week, one week from today, I will be running my hour at the Atlantic City Comedy Club Thursday night in Atlantic City. Okay. Um, and that is on the 20th. Then on the 25th, I will be at Gotham Comedy Club doing like a 20 minute set on Comedy Juice. Um, on the, that's the 25th, I think the 26th, I will be at helium in Philadelphia running the hour. The 27th, I will be in West Nyack, New York at the Palisades mall. One of my favorite best comedy clubs in the country. Levity live April 27th running the hour. So you got Atlantic city on the 20th. You got uh, Philadelphia, the 26th. You have Levity Live, the 27th. I will be working all of this stuff out in, uh, in preparation, working stuff out. I'm a dick. I'm the, only, I'm the only asshole doing a special, and I'm trying new jokes that I'm, I'll fucking put in it. I just, I just like, it just makes it more fun for me. It just makes the set more fun. I don't care. I'm just going to go out there and talk the shit that I think is funny, and if it's not tried and true, I'm going to make it fucking what I want it to be. How about that? Uh, no, check, come and check out a show guys. That's the show for, for today. You could check me out on my website for more dates and updates at paulverzi.com. And you can get me on uh, Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V I R Z I. I, every time I try to do anything on Instagram, I get lazy with it because I don't want to just keep taking pictures. I feel like it's already narcissistic to have a Twitter that I have. Um, and I take pictures and put them on my Facebook sometimes. So I feel like to just keep having stuff is just a narcissistic weird thing. I know I got to get with the times, but I feel like Facebook and Twitter is enough. I do have an Instagram. I'm just not great with it. So whatever, but get me all on the other stuff and, um, I will be talking to you guys and seeing you guys soon. Thank you so much. More podcasts coming this week on Patreon. If you guys want to sign up to Patreon, just, uh, go to patreon.com as P-A-T. Uh, R-E-O-N Check out the Verzi effect I make some posts You can see pictures All kinds of new stuff Videos are coming guys I know that But I do updates And all kinds of stuff like that Stuff that I will not say On this podcast So it's extra um, You could check that out There's different uh, memberships that, uh, that you can get So um, until uh, next time everybody I am out of here <laughs>